It's the cocktail hour. For me, it is right now. The 4 p.m. Cocktail Hour on Josh Cohen and the Home Team is sponsored by Monroe's of Palm Beach. Tuesdays are Tomahawk Tuesdays at Monroe's of Palm Beach. 36-ounce bone-in ribeye. Book now at monroespalmbeach.com. Josh is going to be very tough to beat. You always have to go with a guy who's considered the best of the world by far. This is Josh Cohen and the Home Team, broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine Studios. Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-3. That's 1-800-747-3733. On the new ESPN 1063. Inside the cocktail hour, being presented by Monroe's of Palm Beach. Remember, Anajar and Levine, if you've been involved in an accident, if you got injured on the job, People get hurt at work. They get workers' comp problems. People have medical uh, malpractice issues, for sure. I can attest to that. Nursing home abuse and neglect problems. A lot of automobile accidents, especially nowadays. People driving distracted. If you were involved in an accident and you're thinking, I'll just deal with this, I'll deal with the insurance company, uh-uh, can't. Don't even think about it. Just call Anajar and Levine. I'm telling you, they handle everything. That's Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, and a big team of litigators. That see to it that justice is served. We're talking maximum compensation and justice. 1-800-747-FREE. 1-800-747-FREE. 1-800-747-3733 for Anajar and Levine. They don't just practice the law. They practice what they love. And uh, we love this time of year because this is March gladness. It's the madness of March. It's tournament time. And uh, shortly we're going to be joined by a friend of yours, Mm -hmm. or at least a, a contemporary of yours, a uh, basketball play-by-play announcer, St. Joseph's University, yeah. ESPN, and elsewhere. Matt Martucci is going to join us in a little bit so we can get a little insight into this 2021 bracket. Remember, there was no last year. Right, right. There was no last year, so we can't build off of last year. Programs change every year anyway, mm-hmm. one and dones, what have you. But it's weird that we don't say last year. They talk about last season this was played. Yeah. Last tournament it was played. I'm going to have to catch myself a couple of times over the next few weeks because, yeah, there was no last season. There was no last year There was no tourney last year. Uh -uh. There was not. But this music is a boy. Finally back. Is that sweetness for sore ears. Mike Greenberg said today it made him a little bit emotional during the selection show yesterday to finally hear this after two years. The number one seeds in the West are Gonzaga. In the East, it is the Michigan Wolverines, who, by the way, haven't been a one seed since 1993. No, they have not, and they're a suspect. They're the most suspect one seed, in my opinion. Baylor will be the number one seed out of the South, and the overall uh, favorite in the Levicka household, the Illinois Illini's. Uh, will be your Midwest bracket That's number one special. seat. Wellington's Trent Frazier getting it done. Gonzaga, you understand, if they were to win it all, they would go 32-0. Right. The last time there was a 32-0 national champion was the Indiana Hoosiers, 1976. Right. Same year, the last time there was no Duke or Kentucky in the tournament. Ah, yes. There's crazy yeah. synergy yeah. going on here. I don't think Gonzaga is going to the Final Four. This music makes me so happy. I know, it's awesome. This music makes me so happy. It reminds me of middle school, high school, college, being semi-employed, being employed-employed. This just means, hey, let's just goof off for Thursday and Friday, and then we'll do it again next Thursday night and Friday night. This song, when I hear it, means not being productive at all. It means Thursday at noon, forget about the rest of your (laughs) work, troubles, life. Yep. 
and it's never really changed. They haven't altered this song. It just exists. They updated it. Just barely. Yeah. It's um, still great. You brought up a great point earlier. Remember, the tournament this year will tip on Friday, yeah. not Thursday. They'll play Friday, Saturday, first round, second round, Sunday, Monday. So that is a little different. And again, we don't acknowledge the first four. We don't acknowledge it. The first four to us is dead. It's pointless. They don't matter. We'll insert those losers. <laughs> I mean, those winners about to be losers when we know who they right. are. Right. They don't exactly count. Um, all right. So you say Gonzaga is not advancing to I the final four? I don't think Gonzaga is going to get to the final four. Based on what, bro? By the way, I've watched so little college basketball this year that this is the year I'm going to actually win the bracket. Since I didn't watch any, and I'm just going to be picking literally blindly, this will be the... Every year that I've watched and researched and pulled out the I used to take the, the spreadsheet with the USA Today mm-hmm. and the teams that had the juniors and seniors that shot the three well, yeah. that also were good from the free throw line, that got to the free throw line. I would, and, then you, and then you turn in your bracket and you get beat by your grandmother. But then <laughs> if you don't watch the games, you don't pay attention to the games, you yeah. turn in the bracket, it's like, bam, that one is on fire. So this season, unlike any other, is wildly unpredictable. And for a yes. team to go through the regular season undefeated, I never like that. I am I never not like surprised that, never that, that it happened because of uneven schedules, and especially in that league, in that conference, the West Coast Conference, mm-hmm. you're not getting the best shots like maybe you typically would. For sure. And so that's why I think Gonzaga is going to face a level of competition they haven't faced yet this but year. But they've been tested. Their final game, don't forget, to continue their streak of, I think, 23 victories by double digits, uh, they were down significantly. Yeah, and you're right. Found a way. I don't like teams that are unbeaten going into the tournament. Yeah, exactly. I don't like teams that have won 15, 20 in a row. I'm with you. Because law of averages tells us, and they got to know what it feels like to be tested, and there's got to be that urgency. I don't love it. There's a reason why the last team to go perfect was 1976 and the Indiana Hoosiers. That's 45 years ago, bro. 45 years ago. uh, I remember when Illinois in 2005 started the season 31-0. Is that Lon Kruger? No, Bruce Weber. Bruce Weber. Bruce Weber. That Bruce was uh, Luther Head, Darren Williams, D. Brown. Yeah. And uh, they went to Ohio it's State. not Darren. I thought it was Duran. No, Darren. Isn't it pronounced Duran? No, it's Darren. Paints his hairline, paints it in a little bit. A little bit, but yeah. Darren. But they went to Ohio State in the regular season finale, and they lost. And then they rolled off a trip to the national championship game. And I think that loss was very, very good for them because there is uh, there is a such thing as a reset button. So people fill out brackets, turn them in, and then they you know have their office pools. There's got to be a better way to do it like you do Super Bowl squares where randomly you're just assigned a team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Something. Something. Some way other than because, you know, filling out your bracket, everybody's got their say. There's never been a perfect bracket. Rocket Mortgage, somebody offered a couple years ago a billion dollars. It's not possible. Well, it's possible, but you get into the quadrillions. That reminds me. How about the fact that it's the Michigan State Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage now? They're not the last. They may be the first. Yeah, they are not they the last. They will not be the last. Uh-uh. And how does the NCAA rule on that? That the university can have a name that involves a corporate advertising sponsor? Because as long as the grown-ups are making the money. But I'm saying the NCAA good. said to the other schools, it's fine, you can do this? Apparently. Well, if that's the case, everybody will. I'd be willing to bet the NCAA, <laughs> it didn't even enter their mind ever that this is a possibility. No, I promise you it did. Really? Because, oh, dude, come on. They're doing it to the NBA. Internationally, they do it in soccer. Internationally, they do it in basketball. But they NBA, they wear logos, corporate partners yeah. on their uniform. I'm just saying, maybe they did, but I wouldn't be surprised if it got completely overlooked. I'm a little surprised, to be honest with you, because we saw this coming about 20 years ago. So at the turn of the 21st century, they're talking about advertising and marketing, that it won't be, you know, the New York Mets, that it will be the New York Coca-Cola Mets. Sure. Or the Coca-Cola, the New York Mets, that these brands will be incorporated yeah. in. 
you look at your European soccer. It's all sponsors on the sponsors. Uniform. I mean, it, it's beyond NASCAR. Yeah. You think the name of the team is yeah. right. Etihad, but that's the airline. I, again, we are going to see that happen in American sports, one of the big four leagues at some point. Yes, the NBA has it on the upper left corner of the jerseys. Yeah. We're going to get to a point where baseball teams have it full front. Same thing with the NBA. It's going to get there in the next 15 years. Oh, no, where it's the Los Angeles Tesla Lakers. Yeah, for then, sure. Then those brands will be incorporated. And you know what? We'll hate it at first, and people will deal with it. It'll be fine. It's revenue, and ultimately, that always wins. Yeah. Always wins. Uh, Gonzaga, I don't like them being perfect. And, I don't like to. And again, they have Iowa in that. Luka Garza, they have not gone against a score as prolific as he he's is. He's a problem for anyone. Yeah, except for Illinois because they defended him expertly. You know, you hate those comparisons because he's a big white guy who shoots jumpers. Yeah. You hate those comparisons to Larry Bird. But last night I was watching Bracketology and I was watching some highlights of Luca Garza and I go, wow, he reminds me of Larry Bird. And then I went, stop being racist <laughs> with the white guy who's yeah. got a little bit of you know shooting skill. He actually reminds me more of a uh, Wally Zerbiak. Yes. Which means he's not going to translate well to the NBA. Wally Zerbiak was a pretty boy mm-hmm. who could... Uh, Miami of Ohio. Who could shoot threes. Yeah. And, he, and I guess he had a, a decent NBA career. Wally Zerbiak. With Minnesota. He was a good-looking kid. He was a great-looking kid. And Luka Garza sort of looks like Wally Zerbiak a little bit. I think... I think... I think... Hold on a minute. Wally Zerbiak, much more pretty than Luka Garza. Yeah, a little bit more Luka Garza is kind of handsome. Yeah. You know, he's an extra in the movie School Ties. <laughs> But Wally yeah. Zerbiak is a different level of pretty. But that's why Gonzaga, I don't, I don't love them possibly being in the Final Four. Like, I don't love it. Uh, okay. Are we set with our guest? Yeah. Oh, we are not set with phone. our guest. All right, Christine, what's going on? Whoops, my mic wasn't on. This isn't Ken's guest. We've got oh. someone on the phone, though. Joe from Jupiter. Joe from Jupiter. You're on the home team on ESPN 106.3. What's up, Joe? What's up, guys? You know me from Jupiter. Dallas Cowboy fan. Huge fan. But I'm not going to bog you down with any Cowboy news today. But I called last week, and uh, Ken, you were um, in Dallas, in my hometown, yes, sir. for 40-something years, and I wanted to call. They were kind of busy, so what was your impression of the Metroplex? A, if you've been there before, I wanted to know, and then B, I wanted to say, I think Baylor has a huge chance with Scott Drew as the coach, and uh, I used to live in Waco for four years before I moved here, uh, so I kind of have a little bit of a knowledge of, of, of Baylor basketball. But, Hold on, uh, Joe, you, you like Baylor's chances to win the national championship. I do, too. I mean, they are, I not, do. They are number one seed, but they're not one of those brands that we ever think no, of. No, but let me uh, tell you. are right, but they could have won, won it last year if the if COVID didn't hit. They sure. were they were, they were prior Agreed. to win it last year. They got year. cheated. Agreed, yeah, but they, I they think Dayton was going to win it last yeah. year. But let me, so let okay. Joe, it's funny you uh, mentioned Scott Drew because when I was at Valpo, he was my Price freshman Drew, year. Price Drew, Scott Drew, Homer Valpo. Drew, the he, Drew family. Scott Drew went to Baylor from Valpo <laughs> to clean up the mess that was Baylor basketball mm-hmm. and the uh, the yep. homicide that took everything down at Baylor. Uh, but as far as the Baylor Metro- had problems, yeah. so I think Baylor has a chance to win the national championship. Now, as far as the Metroplex is concerned, yes, I have been there before during a Red River Shootout weekend. Actually, that was wow. chaos. It was super fun, yeah. uh, and I stayed more in Frisco. And Frisco, every year I go there, that's basically Jerry Jones built that city. Sure, uh, absolutely. Year, I didn't know if you've been to the. Yeah, it's. I don't know if you've been to the Star or not. Yeah, the Star is where the tournament was actually the Conference USA tournament. So okay. Every year gotcha. I go there, and Sorry. Frisco's bigger and glitzier and more expensive. Joe loves his Dallas. He loves his Cowboys. He misses home. He's in Jupiter now. Joe, why did you come here again? You came here because you're running from the law, or because there's a job now opportunity? We <laughs> we met, yeah, job opportunity. Yeah, and COVID hit, and you know I still have family back in in in, in uh, Waxahachie and and the DFW area, but. 
my wife always wanted to live near the beach, and I could finally afford to do that. So we're down here in Port St. Lucie, about to move to, to, to Stewart. Um, um, but I work in Jupiter, so that's why I say Joe from he's Jupiter. All over, he's all over the map. He's Joe in Jupiter, but he lives in Port St. Lucie. Joe, you're well-traveled, man. Guy. Yeah. yeah. You're the, you're no, the... but I can say, uh, and y'all are, my, y'all, y'all are the, 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 uh, the station that I grabbed a hold of when I came here about a year ago. I used to listen, and I still do. I streamed the ticket in Dallas. I know. You, you told heard us. Of them. You told us that you, you yeah. told us Ken wasn't here that day, I don't think. You told us that you listened to your, your ticket sports radio out of Dallas, but then when you want your national sports, you turn us on. That's right. Which that's makes, you. Which you're, makes, national, you're national to me. For the most part, you, you honestly, you're exactly right because we're not hardcore. That's a product of this area. That's though, yeah. That's we are reflective of what y'all do a great y'all do a great job. But Thank I love you, Joe. I love, I love appreciate what you, Joe. Appreciate it. Good luck to your Baylor Bears. Appreciate the call. Um, you know, when you think Baylor basketball, you think Brittany Griner is what you think. You think the women's side. <laughs> yeah, Last right. year, the Bears right. got cheated out of the tournament, yeah. obviously with its cancellation. Yeah. Um, but but it's not a brand that you ever think of. Right. Right. You don't think of like national, but you're, it's legit. They are legit. They have a legitimate chance to win this the year. The first Big 12 champions, not Kansas, in forever. All right. So uh, our guest is ready. Is that right, Christina? Okay. Play-by-play man, St. Joe's. St. Joe's. He is someone that I've known for a long time, actually. He did some work uh, on TV for football with Conference USA. And he also uh, is the broadcast partner of Joe Lunardi and helps him put together his ESPN uh, tournament uh, publication as well. Matt Martucci, who's going to make sense of this 2021 NCAA bracket force, joins us on the home team on ESPN. 1063. Good afternoon, Matt. This is almost like March Madness for you people, isn't it? Yeah, it's something else, guys. Uh, what's going on? I uh, I don't know if I can completely make sense of it, but I'll I'll do my best. You know, I all, guess guess that's why you have me here. So all, yeah, I'm excited to be here. It's all any of us can do. Thank you for joining us. Um, are you aware that Ken Lavica says that he is college basketball? Are you aware of this fact? Yeah. No, that sounds like something out of Entourage. That's like Vinny Chase. I am I am Queens Boulevard. Or I am like that. I am Queens Boulevard. This was a year ago or so during a sports center update. Listen closely. Yeah. This is Ken in his own words introducing himself to the audience. Good afternoon. I'm college basketball. Would you like to defend yourself, Kenny? Uh, that was a uh, Freudian slip. And, and I, I, this has probably happened when Matt and I have talked to each other previously, but a, a lapse in concentration. That's the best way to describe that. Fair enough. Yeah. Matt, when I worked in Philadelphia in television many years ago, the St. Joseph's mascot had to continue to move his arms no matter what. And one time he got into a fight, a physical altercation with another mascot from a different school. His helmet, or his head rather, got knocked off, but he kept swinging his arms. <laughs> is, is it true that you'll lose your scholarship um, or your right to be the uh, St. Joe Hawk if, in fact, you stop moving your arms? Yeah, I mean, you do have to keep flapping. That's, it's, it is a full scholarship thing. It's crazy. Um, that is it, crazy. It, sometimes you have two-year Hawks. Um, when I've, in the time I've been there, I've been there 12 years as the play-by-play guy, and I think we've had one or two in, in the time I was there that have been two-year Hawks. But, yeah, absolutely. It is, it's totally a thing. I mean, I don't know if you've watched uh, some of the ESPN broadcasts when, when – uh, they have us on they do like a flap cam they have somebody <laughs> whose sole job is is to count how many times the hawk flaps it's wow. wild wow i just remember back in the day i'm like no nah, there's no way but then you're in a game you're and in you that gym it. and you're like he really is but then when i saw the video of him getting into the physical altercation <laughs> and he kept doing it during a fist fight you're like he really is committed yeah. to this job that's right all yeah, right absolutely matt absolutely. Th- this is the year that you expect the unexpected i mean obviously the first time since 1976 there's no kentucky there's no duke it's bizarro world we knew that was going to be the case regardless because we're living in this era and this time and who can play um immediately we look at this final four or at least the the top four seeds in each of the uh you know in each of the brackets and you go gonzaga all right they've always been kind of close late 90s mid 90s we talked about them being a sexy pick but then you go Michigan. Well, that's been since the Fab Five in 1993. Baylor, 
Well, they might have got cheated last year, but that's not a traditional brand. And then you go, Illinois, it's like a time machine kind of a Where are the Kansases? Where are the Dukes? Where's the Kentuckys? Where's the Michigan States? It feels like anything could happen. Are we crazy to believe that anything could happen? No, I mean, I, I think it's, it may be more chalk, though, fellas, than you think. Um, because if, if you look at the landscape of college basketball and the way that it's worked out this year, it's a lot of the older, more veteran teams that are consistently winning. Because what do we know about this season? That obviously it, it required a next-level type of mental toughness just to get through it. I mean, you think of how many times these guys have gone through testing and how many times they've had to deal with pauses. And you need older, more experienced, more veteran teams. And I, I think that at the end of the day, when you know, in three weeks when we're talking about who's still standing in this thing, that's what you're going to see. And it's not, not that much different than, than your typical tournament. It is usually, in, a lot of the time, it is an older team that wins. But I think it, it means more than ever to be more experienced uh, in this tournament, more than it really ever has, uh, simply because of the circumstances that these young men have, have dealt with pretty much all year. Um, so I, I think... I think you're going to see a one seed end up winning this thing. It's going to be one of these four. Chalky. Um, you know, very, very chalky. It makes yeah. sense. It really does make sense. And, Matt, I don't know what, a great uh, point. what the, the A-10 specifications were, you specifically at St. Joe's, but the three testy, three COVID tests a week, and it's time-consuming, and you never know if you're going to play or not mm-hmm. during the course of a given week. I mean, at FAU, we had 11 games postponed or, or canceled. It was really sort of a, a trudge the entire time, and it makes a lot of sense. Like the veteran teams, Illinois, Veteran team, Gonzaga, veteran team, Baylor, veteran team. Those are the ones that probably are going to be able to make their way through the the bracket. It's a great point that Matt makes because I told you back in the day, I'd take the USA Today, open it up, and I'd look at those rosters and look at for juniors and seniors, who's good from the free throw line, some of that efficiency, because you're like, these guys know. And now this year, more than ever, he brings up the point that those veteran type teams have a better chance to keep advancing and moving. He likes the chalk. It's been a while since we've had uh, a number of number ones in the Final Four. It's, it's been less likely than it is more likely to have three or more being the case. Uh, Matt Martucci, who is college basketball, sorry, Ken, <laughs> is joining us Way live on the home I. team. St. <laughs> yeah. Joe's University ESPN, college basketball expert and uh, insider analyst. Uh, so in the West, Gonzaga, I don't like the fact Ken said the same thing, that they're unbeaten. And to win this, they'd have to go 32-0, something no one's done since, well, Indiana 1976. I like a loss or two. I like a team to feel tested, to taste that a little bit. Are we crazy to think that 32-0 maybe is not as likely as they'd like to believe? I, I, I think it's hard, you know, to it run is. the table. But, I, but then when I look at their roster, and, I, you know, I haven't seen them a ton of times, but I would say I probably watched them, I don't know, four or five over the course of the year, specifically that, that Iowa game early in the year when it was, you know, the, they were talking up uh, the Garza matchup. Yeah. And they, they made them look silly. And they've done that to, honestly, it feels like most of their big tests this year. I, I just think they're, they're structured a little bit differently than, than they typically are. Um, they have, you know, an out-of-this-world freshman in Jalen Suggs who, uh, you know, if you ever talk about guys who are, who are ready not only for college basketball but for the league, uh, he's kind of taken this thing by storm his first year. You have Drew Timmy. You have the Florida transfer Nemhard. They're just—I I think that they're, they're deeper typically than you know your your average Mark Few roster. And everybody always says about them, yeah, the West Coast Conference. Well, you know, you go through the, this crazy non-conference schedule, and then you get a break for about a month and a half, two months. I don't think that's going to matter for them mm. uh, this year, just because I think they're that they're next level good, 
and I think they're better than they were three years ago when they ended mm. up in the title game and lost to Carolina. Um, and I, I looked down their bracket. I mean, let's let's roll through it right now. Iowa is, is inconsistent as anybody down the stretch here mm-hmm. in the, the final month and a half of the season. Kansas, COVID issues. Virginia, COVID issues. Creighton, Greg McDermott saying things that he shouldn't issues. Um, <laughs> yeah. The the sixth seed, USC, Young, uh, with a, a potential pro in Evan Mobley, but uh, from a very average Pac-12. So that leaves you with Oregon again, same you. Pac-12 average, Oklahoma, Mizzou. Yeah. I mean, who do you like out of that bracket to actually take them out? So it's it's almost them just by default, I think, to get to the Final Four. And then, you know, maybe maybe somebody from the bottom, maybe it's like an Alabama or if, if Michigan can overcome the livers injury, maybe it's one of those teams that's able to knock them off. But I, I think they're going to end up there by default unless they end up get tripped up in, in like the second round by, by that Oklahoma-Mizzou winner. College basketball broadcaster, expert, insider. He is college basketball. Again, sorry, Ken. This title's already owned <laughs> by Matt Bartucci. Joins us live on the home team. Um, I, it sounds weird, but I'd like him a whole lot more if they'd lost two games already. That's all I'm saying. All right, so I let's understand. Go, real, yeah, quick, let's look, real quick, let's look at the East. You mentioned Alabama that um, have been really good throughout. They are the two seed. Michigan. Uh, Jawan Howard, last time they were number one seed, it was he and company yeah. in 1993. Yeah. What, what, what's your takeaway here in the East? Will we also go chalk? Will we go one or two to represent that Final Four 19 days from today? I think it, I think it could be, uh, especially with what I saw from Bama yesterday. They're, they're another school that I did not watch a, a ton of, uh, but having to, to get you know a full look at them over the course of this weekend and just looking at the athletes that Nate Oates has on his roster. Um, Any time when, when things really got crazy yesterday in that game against LSU, they were able to, to kind of weather the storm, multiple runs uh, that they, they had to, to withstand. Um, so I, I think it's very possible. Michigan Michigan has more depth, I think, than you think, too, after the livers injury. Uh, watching Brandon Johns over the weekend and, and seeing that, you know, just how much talent that they have uh, down their roster, I, I, I think they could very well still get there. Uh, but then again, I, I liked LSU a lot yesterday mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. You know, looking at, at, at again, uh, high major-level athletes. Um, so it, it could potentially be one the 8 or the 9 seed there, you know, that trips up Michigan. Otherwise, again, I looked down looked down the bracket, and no, not not quite as scared on, on this side as I am maybe on the other side if, if uh, there happens to be potential for an upset. Yeah, I think Michigan's the most suspect one seed because this is a team that got blasted at home by Illinois right before they won the regular season Big Ten mm-hmm. title. And then Nate Oates, I mean, what he's done with Alabama, and you're right about the athletes, Matt. I mean, they are a difficult matchup across the board. Yeah. And I, I just don't know... I, I, I honestly think Alabama's a better team than Michigan is. Well, if, they're two-seed here for a reason. If they play, I just I feel like Alabama is is the better team in this spot. Yeah, and I mean, think about trying to have to scout them. Yeah, uh, it's like, impossible. Pretty much pretty much every guy like is, is long, uber-athletic. Their best player, I, I think in, in my mind, Herbert Jones, he's a 6'8 combo player. Yeah. I mean, th- think about being an opposing coach and, and like, how am I matching up with this? They're SEC Good Baylor. Luck. Yeah, good luck with that. All right, Matt, real quick, let's look over to the right side of the bracket, at least our CBS bracket, and the South Regional now. Baylor, as we mentioned, is that number one seed. Ohio State is that number two seed. Um, that's a little more competitive with Arkansas at number three. Is that as high in chalk for you, or is that maybe where somebody shows up that isn't a one or a two? I See, I think that's where you could have somebody show up that isn't mm. a one or two. Uh, 
Ohio State obviously was really tough over the weekend. Yep. Uh, did you know? Did some things that we didn't necessarily expect. Took out Michigan, and then I, I don't know about you. I I thought I looked at you know looked at how Vegas was projecting it and figured, nah, you know, Illinois is just going to run away with this Big Ten title game, and mm-hmm. then Ohio State, lo and behold, goes and hangs. So I, I like them potentially. Texas Tech with the way that they generate pressure and the fact that that's the other thing. You look at rosters, and when you're trying to, to figure out where somebody's going to go and how deep teams can go, how many guys do you have that have been there before? Mm. You know, How many guys sure. can, can deal with this environment yeah. and have that next-level mental toughness, especially like we were talking about in this unique year? So I, I like Chris Beard's Texas Tech team to make a potential run and maybe get back uh, to a nice little run like they did two years ago where they ended up in the title game. So, yeah, I, I don't know if it's necessarily Baylor. I, I think I heard you guys talking about this before I came on. I don't know how much I trust Scott Drew either because how many times have we heard, oh, you know, that they're crazy athletic and this is finally the year mm-hmm. that they're going to do something and then they fall on their face. Mm-hmm. They've and done so, it plenty. That, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I, I think it could potentially happen again. So, I, I like – I think it's it's – ABB in that in that region. Anybody but Baylor. Anybody but Baylor. Oh, ABB. Like I'm stealing that, Matt. All right, Matt Martucci. The Midwest, that's our final regional. Illinois gets that number one seed. Houston is listed at number two here. Doesn't feel right, does it? Doesn't, doesn't sound right. Doesn't feel right. They're good. But they're really good, though. But, yeah, but they're, just, they're really good. I'm saying brand-wise, when we talk about what we've seen over the last 25 years oh, in yeah, brackets, it's unconventional. Yeah. this feels like what a COVID-era year-off NCAA tournament kind of would list as. Baylor, Houston, you know, the Gonzaga was always the sexy choice in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. We Gonzaga was the best-kept secret for us in 1997-1998 when they'd be a 12 seed right. and you knew they were going to win. Right. Or they yep. or they'd be a 13 seed and you knew they were going to win and they would. They win a game or two. But here we are. All right, so real quick now, Matt, in the Midwest where you have Illinois, you have Houston, and then your 3 seed is West Virginia. Um what happens here in your projection? I I'm pretty chalky here. Um, just based Good. on what I saw with Illinois yesterday and what what I've seen in this run, they're they're gritty, uh, they're they're resilient. They have pretty much one of everything. Uh, they have a really good guard in in Andre Curbelo. They have uh, you know Io DeSumo who is playing with the mask uh, and mm-hmm. you know it doesn't seem to bother him one iota. Yeah. And then you have Kofi Coburn in the middle. They they just I, I feel like they have all the pieces. And oh by the way they they have. You know, a, a, high, a hot young coach who's made a run in the tournament before with Stephen F. Austin and Brad Underwood. So uh, they, they, they're kind of a trendy pick, yep. I think. But the Big Ten, if, if you watch college basketball this year, felt like the toughest comp- conference, felt like the deepest conference. And I think they got nine and, in, right? Didn't they yeah, get nine they got, teams they, in? Yeah. yeah. And, they'll, and they'll be the one, I think, that is able to take the punches and will have as many teams left standing. You know, we're talking about second and second weekend and then getting into the, the final four. And That's things it. Like that. And so I'm actually I like Illinois. I, I'm more worried about a, a Georgia Tech who's hot right now, but doesn't have a discernible big time streak score. Absolutely. But uh, I'm saying I'm more worried about a Georgia Tech in the second round than I would be. You're not alone. A Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State You're in not the alone. Sweet 16. You're not, I've heard that as well. Matt, we got to run here, but real quick, who cuts them down that Monday night before we hear one shining moment? Who you got winning it all? Uh, I, I, I'm going to take Illinois. Illinois, yeah. and, Illinois and the Zags in the title Let's game. Let's go, Matt. And, oh, that and, would be uh, fun. and Brad Underwood and the Illini uh, end up cutting down the nets. 31-1 and one giant loss yeah. for Gonzaga. Yeah. There you and go. And Illinois to, to, to cut them down. 
Uh, follow him on Twitter, Tooch PXP. He's in play-by-play. Matt Martucci, thank you for the time. Thank you for being tolerant and patient with Ken and pretending to be his friend. That's important to all of <laughs> us. He, he needs people I'll, like that in his life. <laughs> Thanks, I'll Matt. continue to do that, guys. Have a great three weeks. This thank, is the best time of the year. Amen. Appreciate, Appreciate it, you. Thank you very much, Matt Martucci. Thank you, Ken, for lining that up. Yep. It's nice for me to get a chance to talk college basketball with someone who actually knows the game. <laughs> it is refreshing. It is for all of us. It's the home team on ESPN 106.3. It's the cocktail hour. For me, it is right now. The 4 p.m. Cocktail Hour is sponsored by Monroe's of Palm Beach. Book now at monroespalmbeach.com. This is Josh Cohen and the Home Team, broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine Studios. Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. On the new ESPN 1063. I'm telling you right now, this could be the least productive week of the entire calendar 2021. Yeah, totally. Tomorrow, you got a Tomahawk Tuesday at Monroe's of Palm Beach. The signature 36-ounce bone-in ribeye Tomahawk. Served with an entire bottle of Tito's Handmade Vodka. Invite three buddies, chop that steak up into eight, 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 and uh, 12 <laughs> ounces. Uh-huh. Well, it's your steak. It's your tomahawk. You yeah, get the 12. You figure it out. And then you bust open that bottle of Tito's handmade vodka four ways and then some. Mm. Obviously, the hottest girls in all South Florida. Upscale dining. Legendary tomahawk size and flavor. I'm going to tell you right now. Monroe's Palm Beach, you already know. Right off of 95, Okeechobee Boulevard at Congress. Right there at Congress Avenue. You'll never find a cleaner or safer or classier adult club. Period. The place gets lit with girls that are 23 to 28 years old that go in groups of four, and then the boys show up, and it's just like, and then there's business lunches and business dinners, but everyone knows the nightlife. But do you know Tomahawk Tuesdays at Monroe's? They open at noon. Take advantage for business dinner or lunch or just for that Tomahawk Tuesday tradition. But then you go from Tomahawk Tuesday at Monroe's Palm Beach into Wednesday, St. Patrick's Day, Right? Then you get to recover a little bit Thursday, but Friday, tournament, Saturday, tournament, Sunday, tournament, Monday, tournament. This is the week of improductivity for 2021. Be unproductive. Go to Monroe's of Palm Beach. Also, you can book your reservation now, monroespalmbeach.com, monroespalmbeach.com to book your reservation. Remember, tomorrow being Tomahawk Tuesday for the 36-ounce rib high, excuse me, the 36-ounce bone-in. Ribeye. And the bottle of Tito's handmade vodka. That's a damn plan, man. That's a plan. People are like, well, how am I supposed to eat all the steak, but you're not supposed to eat by no, yourself? No, 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 no. You're I'm bring- supposed to drink that bottle. You're not. Yeah, this is a group activity. Right, right. There's no per plate sharing huh. fees. Huh. No. Why wouldn't steak. you hang out with people? Well, the steak, cut in three ways. Huh. Ta-da. And then three, four buddies drink that bottle. That's why this exists, man. That's what it's there for. Speaking of bottles and popping bottles, uh, thank you, MonroesPalmBeach.com. Monroes uh, of Congress Avenue. Uh, this weekend, you know, I had to go home on Friday. I wasn't exactly sure why mm-hmm. I was being summoned home, but it turned out that uh, my nephew was proposing to his hey, longtime girlfriend. Awesome. Yes. And she said yes? She said yes. All right, yeah. great. It, I mean, it was a certainty that they were going to. Yeah. But, but, you know, they're born two days apart. Really? They're born the same hospital two days apart, and my his mother, who's my sister, and her mother... They had the same Lamaze class. 
So they were in Lamaze class together. Wow. And my mo- my mother, my, his mother says that when she was leaving the hospital with my nephew, her son, that they saw Haley's mother coming in. So this was like destiny, yeah. cosmic It's uh, a cosmic, alignment. for sure. Yeah. It certainly feels that That's way. That's a great story. They're born two days apart in yeah. the same hospital. Their mothers were in the same Lamaze class. And as my sister was leaving with him, her mother was heading in to birth her. So it all works out. That's, and that was the first date. Yep. That was, that was the beginning of it. So That's cool. My, that, actually, I, that happened to me with an ex-boyfriend. We were three days apart in the same hospital. Really? I thought you were going to say you were pregnant. Are you no. Pre- you have an announcement? Is something you want to tell us? No. Oh, okay. Is there a big announcement? No. <laughs> no, but um, my ex-boyfriend and I were three days apart as well, and we were born in the same hospital, and we say, we don't know, but we say probably as I was leaving, his mom was coming in. Maybe, but Maybe. that wasn't destiny, was it? No, nope, it was not was destiny. No, it definitely wasn't meant to be, was it? <laughs> no, not at all. So, you so I hope everything's good with your nephew. So, so really, everything works out well. So really, you just brought this up to jinx my nephew and, no. uh, and his fiance. No, hey, the moms knew each other. That's good. That may, Maybe that's fate. The moms knew each other. They're in the same class. You know, I know what the entire engagement party did following the engagement party dinner, where there's a little buffet and then cocktails, uh, came back to my sister's house. Mm-hmm. And you want to know what the entire engagement party did? Watched Dean Thomas give post-fight commentary. Really? On the UFC post-fight. Or we all watch Dean explain what happened in this fight and the importance of the so right hand. Then your life, you go up for <laughs> your nephew's engagement, and it turns into you going to a Dean Thomas watch party. It turned into <laughs> it, his engagement after party turned into there's Uncle Dean. Everybody, what's he got to say? <laughs> That's awesome. Watching Uncle Dean on the TV there. Yeah. And yeah. you taught that man how to dress well. Uh, Dean. Yeah. He he, he kill- cleaned up, man. Friday night he did the old uh, six million dollar man's boss mm-hmm. Oscar Goldman's. Uh, t- <laughs> Yeah. The turtleneck, I the, love. The turtleneck and the yeah. blazer. By the way, you'll never see me in a turtleneck. No, 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 <laughs> no. no, no. Not since I but was. But you gave him the inspiration. In no, like Dean didn't know how to put it together. Then I told him how to put it together. Now he really puts it yeah. together. I think he's got a stylist. I think he's working with somebody because his fit on Saturday night with the blue gingham and the blue suit. There's no way he figured that out on his own. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. He no, got no. some help. Someone on that. dressed him. Yeah, but for he sure. looked. He looked great. Damn. Anyway. Especially Saturday. And yes. man, he yeah. spoke clearly, made great points. I just wish he would do that sometimes on this It'd show. It'd be great <laughs> if you could do that on the radio. Yeah. My uh, my mother texted me Saturday afternoon uh, when she got word that this engagement thing was happening. And she said, um, I need you to toast on behalf of our side of the family. You know, uh, to, to, to yeah. she goes, I'm going to buy champagne for everybody. And I want you to raise your glasses, everyone, and, and toast the new couple. So I really didn't have much time to think about what to say. So I just kind of told the truth. And then, you know, that, you know, <laughs> which is not for everybody, uh-huh. especially my brand of right, the truth. Right. But my sister always said that my nephew would say, you know, like, I was his hero when he was a little kid. Because, you know, he's the cool uncle. Mm-hmm. He lives in Florida. And he lets me get away with whatever. Sure, and sure. he feeds me whatever. And he buys me whatever. But then he's not a grown up. He's like me. He's just older than me. <laughs> like, my nephew always saw me as, like, his peer. Right, right, right. Even though we're, you know, 22 years apart or whatever it yeah. is. So, um, <laughs> so... I told my sister a, f- a few weeks ago, I says, you know, it's funny because Stefano Sissipas, a tennis player, was playing Roger Federer. And he said, when your idols become your rivals. And I said, sometimes in life we have heroes, but then it turns out they become, you know, we become their hero. So for my nephew, who is fiscally sound, mm-hmm. who has a career and in property investments and uh, in he, holdings. He's responsible. He's a grown up yeah. and he's, he's all these things. It's like I was his hero when he was a kid, but now he's mine. 
And so when I text that, my sister said she like she made her cry. And I was like, I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> so in this room where, you know, it's, you know, Haley's mother and her aunts and her brother and cousin and her friends and Daniel, my nephew, mm-hmm. his obviously grandmother in the form of my mother, his auntie, my sister, his mother, his father, my brother-in-law, me and all of her friends. So I, I had a couple of cocktails and we're also watching the fights on my phone because, of course, they had to have this during fight night. Right. Um, I said, you know, raise your glasses and I said, I better start talking. And I said, the first time I saw Daniel, I remember he was three days old and it's funny because he had more hair then than he does now because <laughs> my nephew has had just shaved yeah, now. It's a done he deal. got a thick beard. No, though. He got a thick beard to kind of make up for that. And so they laughed. So I said, okay, this is going good. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time that I saw and met his girlfriend, Haley, I said, and the first time I saw Haley, I told Daniel, if you don't marry her, I will. And then Daniel laughed and said, he did. He really said that. <laughs> And I said, you know, Haley's 26 years old now, which is good news for Daniel, because that means she's too old for me now. <laughs> and my sister shot me a look like, you better, yeah. boy, you better stop. You See, better stop. That's a good punchline right it there. It was a good punchline. I like that. And then I basically said that, you know, sometimes, you know, Daniel yeah. said that I was his hero and now he's mine. My sister started to choke up and I go, don't cry. This ain't the end of the notebook. There's <laughs> something to cry about. And my mother was kind of like, you could tell the look on her face was like, oh, I shouldn't let him speak. And I was like, hey, this is what you get. Yeah, you could have you, said this yourself. Right, right. But then everybody was like laughed and, and, and got emotional and cheered, whatever. And so my mother like is like, she's telling me, she's like, wow. She goes, you were so great. I said, you do know I talk right. for a living. I've been doing this for years and years and years. And then yesterday morning, you know, it's her birthday yesterday. Mm-hmm. So yesterday we had a little birthday brunch. And she goes, I, you are so good speaking. And I said, it's my first time public speaking. I thought I did pretty good for my first time. I said, do you know what your only son does for a living? Do you know that I speak in front of people? Oh, she goes, I know you talk on the radio, but that was, I go, no, I do stuff like this all the time. So part of me was proud that she was proud. Part of me was like, do you know what I do for, she had so little faith. So I was going to stand there and be like, um, uh, uh, good luck, you two. Um, I hope that you don't uh, get married a second time because that means this time didn't work. Oh, boy. Cheers. Vomit on my shoes. <laughs> what do you think I was going to do? Uh, that's a, You did so good. Time for your Twin Peaks takeaways from the weekend that was Drew Brees. He was the greatest player in Saints history. He was also just waiting for his anniversary. That's why he ready to retire. He wanted this date, the date that he signed 15 <laughs> years earlier as of yesterday. Yeah. Justin Thomas has another gear. And boy, did he kick it in on he Saturday. Sure did. Long shot. He was long odds. Speaking of which, eight Lee, shots back. Lee Westwood, always the bridesmaid, always in it. Consecutive weeks, can't get it done. Nope. Dean Thomas was better than we not only expected, but dreamed of. Dean Thomas gave the single best broadcast debut we've ever seen. That's about to be a regular thing for him. Unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. Great for him. Bad for fans of the show. Yeah, for sure. The UFC has a disqualification, no contest problem. Two more fights Saturday night. Also, of my Twin Peaks takeaways, the Big Ten has nine. What do you mean the Big Ten has nine? Nine teams. That's your conference. Best conference in college basketball. Nine teams in the field of 64 and finally, my Twin Peaks takeaways, people forget how dominant, marvelous Marvin Hagler was, and they forget the fact that he legally changed his name to Marvelous Marvin. He was so dominant, and yet somehow it was forgotten. He passed away Saturday unexpectedly 
So shout out Marvelous Marvin Hagler, who had the greatest single round in boxing history, that first round and that infamous fight that we'll never, ever forget. Marvelous and Hearns, 85. There's your Twin Peaks takeaways for the weekend that was Twin Peaks. Eat, drink, scenic views, eat in, dine out, take it away, Twin Peaks. Home team, ESPN 106.3. It's the cocktail hour. For me, it is right now. The 4 p.m. Cocktail Hour is sponsored by Monroe's of Palm Beach. Book now at monroespalmbeach.com. This is Josh Cohen and the Home Team, broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine Studios. Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-3. That's 1-800-747-3733 on the new ESPN 106.3. You already know the Cassidy way is the right way. That's right, John C. Cassidy, the first and last name in air conditioning. They are a local family-owned company, 61 years of doing business. How do you get to do business from one man in one truck to all these employees in 112 vehicles on the road today? Well, honesty, integrity, that earns trust. Keep people's trust. Do right by them and for them, and they will utilize your business. The Cassidy Care Program operates that way. Cassidy Care Program, enroll in it for your company, your home, your office, whatever. All the above. Your priority service, you save 20% on all repairs. You save money every month because your system runs more efficiently on your power bill. And it catches a problem before it becomes a problem, which saves time, money, and aggravation. 561-863-6750. 561-863-6750. Great people, great company, great family. John C. Cassidy, the first and last name in air conditioning. Let us get you up to speed right now. The big headlines of this Monday that you need to know about as we send you into your 5 o'clock hour and the commute thereof. It is, as always, driven by Tire Kingdom. Tires, oil changes, service, repairs. Tire Kingdom. They're the best. That's all you need. TireKingdom.com. That is all you need. Kenny, headline. NFL free agency is underway. The Patriots spending money, including signing Devon Godshaw, former Dolphins defensive tackle, to a two-year deal. Wow. The Finns are rumored to be in on several free agents on the offensive side of the ball, but just underway at 4 o'clock was NFL free agency. Also, college basketball, Archie Miller has been fired as the head coach of Indiana. A $10 million buyout. Miller did not make the NCAA uh, tournament once as head man of the Hoosiers. You can't be the head coach at Indiana and not make the tournament. We're not talking about Final Fours. We're talking about making the tournament. Like literally making the you field. You can't do that. Yeah. Not, not at that school. Not no. that program. Not that tradition. Not the expectations. And by the way, you know, some of that booster and they were accustomed to used to it, they're dead now. Yeah. So yeah. There's, a, there's another generation that's like, wait, we heard about when this school was good, but we didn't experience it ourselves. That $10 million buyout, the school announced that it was a philanthropic effort to come up with the $10 million. They had to raise that money? Yeah, they raised all that money for the buyout. Wow. Oh, man. The record of the year at the Grammys last night went to Billie Eilish for everything I wanted. What can she do? She is really incredible. She's also like 18 years old now. She's a child. Yeah, she really is. She's great. Like uh, Album of the year, Taylor Swift, Folklore. A very controversial performance from Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion of WAP last night. Uh, WAP. WAP. We can't tell you what that stands for, but Google it if you must. Yeah. It's an acronym. It's a very sexual, um, somewhat uh, profane. Well, yeah. certainly profane. 
Yeah. Definitely Acronym. profane. Yeah. 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 Uh, Avatar is back on top. It's the highest grossing movie of all time. It How? was re-released in China this past oh. weekend in order <laughs> to surpass Avengers Endgame. Bring back it. Quick, bring it back. Let's beat these Endgame superheroes now. I absolutely love that, that they just did that. That's petty. That is totally that's petty. super petty. <laughs> and then uh, finally and up to speed, the man who detonated a vehicle bomb in downtown Nashville on Christmas morning was driven in part by a belief in conspiracy theories that, according to the FBI, in Shocker. a report released early today, 40, billi- uh, 40 buildings damaged, eight people injured in that bombing. Uh, disturbing, to say the least. And there it is, those, mm, well, up to speed tidbits of crucial information that you need to know. As you head into your Monday commute. All right. Um, Oscar nominations. We'll get into that tomorrow. Yeah. That came down today. Some controversy. People aren't happy. Shocking. It's always controversy. Uh, let's check our on-air foursome poll right now on our Grand Champions Polo Club Twitter feed at gcpolo.com. Of course, it's our uh, our ESPN West Palm Twitter feed, which is our Grand Champions Polo Club Twitter feed. Today's category was asking to rank, well, Drew Brees, yeah. who just retired yesterday from the National Football League. Where does Drew Brees rank among all best quarterbacks in NFL history? A, top three, B, top five, C, top 10, or D, top 20? They probably said B on recency bias, so it's probably B, then C, then A, then D. No, it's actually C, top 10, wow. followed by top 5, okay. then top 20, then top 3. Top 3, only 3%. No one sees him in the top 3. No. Even I don't see him in the top bias. 3. No, no. But a great career, great numbers, great records. He has records that you know, may last yeah. a season or two. And like we said earlier, we'll see him in five years in Ken. Oh, without question. First ballot. First ballot. In fact, he may get in with Philip Rivers. Oh, yeah, don't tell Evan that. Uh, I'm not saying nothing. Yeah, I know. No. But you're kind of right. Could you imagine? No, they won't. They'll break those two up. And I don't think Rivers is a first ballot. He's probably not. Yeah. No. And you wouldn't want him to go with, with Drew anyway. You'd want that to be a separate yeah, thing. Yeah, because they're, they're headliners. They're, they're induction ceremony headliners. Right. So it's not. you're not going to book those two for the same no. concert. It's a business at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it is a business. Uh, there's your on-air foursome poll. Vote on our Grand Champions Polo Club Twitter feed at ESPN West Palm. Follow and engage with this show. We read your stuff on the air. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Josh Cohen Radio. If you want Ken himself, he's KLV1063. That's me. And for Christine, if you want to harass her on both, it's Tina Home Team. Tina, T-I-N-A, Home Team. Correct. How'd I do? You did good. Are you glad that I told people about harassing you on your social media? It's fine. You enjoy it. Stop it. I can handle it. She's it's flattered. Fine. You like to engage with the people. Don't even front. <laughs> Isn't that what the kids say? Don't front. That is what they say. Um... Tomorrow, we'll have Dean Thomas joining us. Television's Dean Thomas. I'm excited. This is the first time we talked to him since he became a national megastar. Well, he was on ESPN Plus for the most part, <laughs> so don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> now, Friday, he was on ESPN too. Right, so that was deal. significant. Yeah, but for now, we, I guess he's streaming Dean Thomas. He's, yeah, but, he, but you watch it on television. So he's te- technically, he's television's technically, Dean Thomas. Yeah, but man, that dude dressed well. He really did. I didn't know he had that in him. I didn't pick those outfits out, just so you know. He's got stylist help somehow. He is Idris Elbow. He is. He's become Idris Elbow <laughs> with his gray-ass, white-ass chin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That chin is white. It sure is. That chin looks like when they used to pack the infield at NASCAR races, <laughs> and then have an aerial view. <laughs> that's how white his chin is right now. Oh, man, that's fine. Uh, time for your daily dose so that's cold. Brought to you by John C. Cassidy, the first and last name in air conditioning. The New Orleans Saints have a total of 10 postseason wins in franchise history. Uh, nine of those were Drew Brees at quarterback. Wow. <laughs> yeah, nine he's, out of 10. He's the franchise. He is, indeed. 
Coming up next, our commercial-free Evco Radio experience. Uh, experience it for yourself in stereo. Every day above ground. It's a good day. Say good night to the bad guy. Good night, bad guy. Have a great night, home team. Thomas, four fifty nine.